Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast. I have lost count of what episode we are on, but we are back. 140. 140. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. Welcome. Yeah, took a week off. Wasn't really, was an uneventful week prior, I think. It was. Yep. Yep. Sports wise, for sure. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we have to say rest in peace DMX to start with. Rest in peace to Black Rob. Another rapper died. 51. DMX was 50. Uh, we've talked about DMX on here before. We love DMX. Um, yeah, man, that was that was rough, obviously. But um, as usual, let's get right to the sports. Man, Jamal Murray was tough news. Really tough news. Yep. I just... I just with Denver, bro. He he was such a weird fit. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about it. It's it's similar to to Tatum with Boston, where it's almost like he's a separate dynamic from everybody else on the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it worked. So we saw in the playoffs, it worked so well. Uh, his yep. get, he was getting better. Like maybe he didn't fit great, but mm-hmm. I thought his game individually was getting better and better. <clears throat> and Jokic yeah. along that alongside him was getting better and better. So, and I think you know with the additions, they were figuring out some sort of chemistry with uh, Porter Jr. and Gordon and Murray. Um, they were moving the ball really well so far. So, yeah, man, it's a tough loss, real tough. Yeah, I think I think they're capable of overcoming it, but, but to it's... what end? Right, I not uh, overcoming it to win a championship, right? No, no, no. Right, and, and what's what sucks about it is you know watching how a lot of teams their window seems like it's gonna be big, mm-hmm. and then you know looking back on it, it's not. Right, and, and this kind of seems like one of those injuries that just offsets them from going on like an extended run where they're competing for championships. Yeah, because it looked like they made. You know, and we talked about the moves, but it looked like with the Gordon thing, they were making all the right moves, put themselves there to the exactly. championship contending. And but even before Gordon got there, I thought they started playing much better. Absolutely. All right. Uh, what team you want to start with? Let's let's talk New York because that's positive. You know, start off on a good note. Yeah. Prior uh, outside of Murray. Yep. Man, specifically watching them today. I, I wanted to see how they played today because it was, you know, a good game for them. A team mm-hmm. they, they could beat. They're kind of even with as far as just, I would say, talent for talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they look, they, they look great. They did. They're one of the few teams that actually 
like I enjoy watching how they play defense. Yeah. You see the too. effort, you see the camaraderie, like it's it's everything is together. Yeah. And they're just, you know, they're, they're such a group. Finally, the Knicks are a, a group that's working together. I feel like we, I couldn't say that for, even when Melo was there and they were kind of, you know, a playoff team, but not really a contender. Yeah. They never felt like it was like a together one unit. Right. And no, finally, no. finally, they have great chemistry. And I mean, the coaching is elite. Yeah. Honestly, Thibodeau proves that this this trend to like younger, more like exciting younger college coaches, it mm-hmm. shouldn't be that quick of a decision. I agree. And a lot of the younger rosters don't really they don't benefit off of that. Right. Because I, mean, I don't think anyone on this team had played for Thibodeau before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Gibson. Oh yeah, Gibson. That's it. But he's not and like you know. He's he not barely like, plays now. Right, so. right. But yeah. it's just Thibodeau has done so many good things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he gets the primary credit for the reason why they're committed to defense. That's yeah. all his teams do. That. Yep. Uh, the chemistry is great. He somehow came into this roster and figured out a rotation. Yep. I mean, I, I honestly. Exactly. I forgot to do this. I was going to do this prior to the episode. I was going to pull up every coach that Reggie Bullock had played for. (laughs) And nobody, because I knew he could shoot the ball. Even in Detroit, I was like, you know, this guy could shoot the ball. He he can get minutes. Yeah. And everywhere, Clippers, uh, I don't even remember where else he played. But it was like he he was trash. Yeah. He was either getting minutes here and there, or he just was... Like sporadically getting clock, yeah, and it honestly looked like he had no business being in the league. Clippers, uh, the Suns, the Pistons, the Lakers, and then the Knicks, and none of them used him right. Not one. Not one. And he gets to Thibodeau, who's a defensive coach, and now he's thriving. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, I mean, they're good coaches. I mean, Doc was there. He was there in 2019 for LA. Who who was there in 2019? Some of Doc's best work. Uh, I'm not sure who was there for 2019 for the Lakers. But, uh, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played for a lot of garbage coaches, is what I'm saying. Exactly. And he's played on good rosters, like, where you would think he would fit. Yeah. And, he ha- and here, this team... He's buying into them playing defense. He moves the ball really well. He he looks like the role player that like he's kind of been close to all these years. Yeah, he finally looks actually three and D. Yes, but and and the crazy thing is like Thibodeau Thibodeau wants to win. That's all it really is. Yeah, there's not this weird like this weird uh, force of developing the draft picks. Mm-hmm. Like if they're trash, don't play them. It's it's like the every they New York of that. every New York coach for the last five years like didn't couldn't do that. I don't know if it was management or whatever, but I just don't understand why now Kevin Knox is not playing, Nilakina is not playing, and this team is thriving. 
Like, it took them years to figure that out. I know. It's yep. bizarre. Like, it's like Thibodeau came in there and he just, like, knows basketball. And he took it seriously. Is Obi Toppin hurt? No, he played a couple minutes. <laughs> but he barely plays. But he, he doesn't like. do much. I know. And, and Thibodeau, for better or worse, you know, if the starting five is all he got... He's squeezing that starting five for every minute he can. Yeah. And that's what he's then, doing. Randall plays huge minutes. And they're beating solid teams. Yes, so. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, this I, six wins in a row. Memphis, Toronto, the Lakers, the Pelicans, Dallas, and then the Pelicans again. So. Yeah, I mean, today's win wasn't that impressive to me, but I like how they played. Yeah, and and that's one thing. Like Randall's clearly the go-to guy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's role is clear cut. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that I could say that about the Knicks is just like a joy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they're obviously. I don't think they're a contender. Don't get me right. wrong. I, I think they're like they play good defense, but. Size-wise, they will not match up with a lot of teams well. Uh, because of their guards, you mean? Yeah, their guards are yeah. just, like, small. Yeah, Emmanuel like, quickly, quickly looks small. like he only weighs 120 pounds. <laughs> he's yeah. tight. He's, like, he's been great for them, man. Quickly and, and Derek Rose have just been such a, like, a point guard presence for them. Mm-hmm. And that's more of a knock on the rest of the league that Derrick Rose is, can like be a efficient, effective point guard. Yeah, because he's really not. Right, it's really not his game. But he's just he understands how to play. He understands who he's out there with. But I also think him coming off the bench, he gets to like just do. He gets to have a more enclosed game, opposed to him like being on the court for thirty minutes. Exactly. Yeah. It was a lot for him to do. He's like, they just say, okay, go out there, move the ball, get to the basket. Yeah. And he gets it done. And he's and he, a, his shot looks great, too, now. It does. It doesn't have that weird, like, hitch. Yeah. Uh, and he's just clutch. He's comfortable. Yeah. He has great chemistry with pretty much everybody on the team. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're doing a lot of things well, man. I, I, hope, I hope they have an active offseason. I hope so, man. I that's the last last step for them is to yeah. ma- for management to do something in the off season, like you know, work. But like we mentioned before the podcast, they're finally building a team that somebody would want to play with. Exactly. They're at the point where it's just a slight addition, and they might be good. Exactly. You know, man. I- two additions, I would say. And I love Did how everybody play, that yeah. I I saw today was playing. Like Nerlens Noel is like been like he's been good in other places, OKC, but he's getting maxed here. Yeah. Like what he does, a lot of blocks, a lot of putbacks, lobs. Yeah. He's doing all that. Yep. So they look really good, man. I, I'm really happy for them, and I think they're not they're not going to be an easy first round win. I can tell you that right now. Oh no way. I I wouldn't be surprised if they come out the first round. As a matter of fact, oh no, 
Stop. Hey, Randall might get high. No way. Randall's getting the... I like how he shoots threes, man. He looks good shooting them, I think. He does. But... He was a little messy today with the shots, but... That's okay. It has to be top four to come out. It has to be. At six? Well, I think they could beat the Hawks. They can't sure. beat the Bucks. I'm I hope they don't... I, yeah, I'm not going to get disrespectful. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> <clears throat> I hope they can't beat the Celtics, but you never know with the Celtics yeah. sometimes. I, I just think they're they're playoff ready to me with how they're playing. I agree. Yeah, intensity-wise, uh, energy-wise, and cohesion, they're definitely yes. playoff ready. Yeah. And they're even if they get a bad, like if they get Brooklyn or, or Philly in the first round, they're the type of team to like catch them off guard and take the first game. Oh yeah, I could easily see that happening. Definitely against Brooklyn. Yeah, probably sure. be harder against Philly because you know unless Mitchell Robinson is there, the MB is going to be a nightmare. But they, they're going to they have take problems Brooklyn. again. They're just like size wise, they're not a good build. Right, because Randall's like a six-seven, yeah, power forward. Like Bullock is a wing, but he's really like a small shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of their bigger guys, like Robinson's hurt. Taj Gibson's, you know, kind of an older guy now. Doesn't have the <laughs> impact he used to. <laughs> Why are you being so nice to Taj Gibson today? He's I'm washed. Not, that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> Uh, but and Obi Toppin just doesn't play good defense. Knox doesn't play any defense. Speaking of not playing good defense, let's segue that because you know we've raved about the Knicks. I think enough. Mm-hmm. The team they played today, the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, they beat twice in a week. I I I was. I was really certain that I knew who the worst defense in the league was. Washington. Who'd you think it was? Washington. Oh, Washington. No question. Mm-hmm. And for up until Friday night, I was sure it was DC. I, I turned on Friday's game thinking, like, you know, DC's about to get blown out because they can't stop a soul. Mm-hmm. Turns out the Pelicans are practically worse. They're 27th. In defensive rating. Dude, I I haven't watched them a ton, to be fair. So, I'm going off of the Wizards and the Knicks. And you just said they lost to the Knicks twice. Yeah. These are are three games. Maybe you don't go 3-0, but you don't go 0-3 in those games. Right. Uh, This team can't guard a soul. (laughs) No, they can't. It It is bizarre. And there's a lot more problems... But obviously, their their record isn't awful, but their defense mm-hmm. is awful, which means they're close. Yeah. Like, they're close to being a playoff seed, but they, they don't guard anybody. They foul shooters like crazy. Yeah. The, just in general, they foul soft. Guys just blow past whoever. Yep. They they either only help everyone or don't help anyone. Like there's never a balance. Yeah, and it's it's so bad that they're like they don't even defensive rebound well. 
with no. Steven Adams and Zion Williamson, you can't box out? The thing is, statistically they do, but it's, it's like... fluke. It is fluke, exactly. It's fluke because it's so... The pace is so wild. Yeah. There's so many, you, you know, you so many extra possessions, shots, you know, obviously more opportunities for rebounds. And and they crash on offense. What's crazy is they they're flawed on offense too, but they like play hard, they try to work together. They're number uh, 1 in offensive rebounds. Yeah, they they're a lot of energy on offense. Yeah. None of that on the other end. None at all. Nobody. <sighs> Not one. There's not one guy on that roster who I watched Friday and today play defense. The weird thing is they have a lot of guys who are good defenders that are those like like two possession defenders. Like Bledsoe for two possessions might strap somebody. Alonzo might for two possessions might strap somebody. But once those two possessions are over, like they're done for the next quarter. But that's what's crazy is the Knicks, who defensively have a limited roster, I think. Yeah. I think they have solid centers to block shots, but that's really it. Nobody mm-hmm. else is like a stopper or like a high IQ defensive player. Nope. And Randall's working... is really strong. Right. That's really but it. They're working together. Yeah, their right. help side is crazy. So good. Active hands. They Again, really good. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans have none of that. No, I don't. None of dude, and it's it's so bad. I okay, Russell Westbrook cooks. That's gonna happen. He's a talented player. Mm-hmm. You you kind of do a good job on Bradley Beal, you know, on a, a lot of possessions. Yeah. Have you have you ever heard of Daniel Gafford? <laughs> I only saw him get traded there. Right. But I, I never watched him play. His fifth no. game, I believe. Maybe sixth. Yeah, he came from the Bulls. 18 points, seven rebounds in 25 minutes. Yeah, he worked them. And, and it was four <laughs> and ones. I think four or five and ones. Dunks or just layups? Just he, tough layups. Both. Both. <laughs> it was so dumb. Like, all the fouls, like I said, were just... Like, one of the fouls was a push in the back as he's mm-hmm. getting a wide-open layup. He gets an open dunk. Somebody just hits him for no reason. Mm-hmm. It, it was just bizarre. This team, they don't learn from their mistakes at all. No, they don't. It, it, I honestly, I question what Stan Van Gundy is doing with this team. Well... What's you know, the direction here? He's had that problem before, direction. Basically, he had one good, maybe two good years of solid direction with the team. And that team, you know, in hindsight, that team was stacked. And now it's like every time he's had a decent, just a decent team, he they do nothing. No. And this team is mu- is decent at worst. Yeah, they play in. It's a miracle to me that they won twenty five games or, or whatever it is because they're awful. There's no reason uh, Memphis should be ahead of them, dude. There's no reason DC like 
D this is back to back. DC stole the game. The Knicks just stole the game. Yeah. It's like it's like late in the game, IQ turns off. Yeah. In the DC game, Zion just randomly fouls a Westbrook pull up. What are you doing? And yeah. in this game, did you watch the end the end of regulation in this game? Yeah. Down yeah. three. Derrick Rose gets a drive. Who cares? Apparently Lonzo Ball does. Because mm-hmm. he helps off of Reggie Bullock, probably their best spot-up shooter. Yeah. He gets a three, ties the game. That's it. And and Rose had the whole lane. He would have just laid it up. Whole that was lane. the best he could have did. It was wide open. Would have got two points. You're playing the free throw game. But the time was low, so that goes in your favor. Right. It, it's either... I don't know if Stan Van Gundy is like pointing out some of the... like Just the idiotic mistakes going on. Mm-hmm. Or if he's like just not even bothering to, because this team will foul a shooter, they'll go into a timeout, and they'll foul a shooter next play. What position, or let me ask, like what aspect of basketball do you think Van Gundy is best at coaching? I would say spacing around a big. Okay. I, I, my my mind with Stan goes straight to the Dwight Orlando years, right? You know, I didn't I didn't get an in depth look of how he coached. I think Miami before that. Well, because I mean, you know, you got to look at his success at the time. You know, that was really it. He right. was good. I guess he coached Miami good, but the other thing is, I would agree with that. But like this year has been the least aggressive I've seen Adams on offense. Like since he's been in at least since Durant left OKC. Like what and, happened and, to that turnaround hook that Adams had that he could do from like the foul line that the was floater, amazing. like the push floater. Yeah, what happened to that? I dude, and he came out today, got you like four layups to start with. And then it just And it's like nobody wanted to you know, my problem with them often, the reason why I question Stan Van Gundy is because yeah. the things they do well on offense, they never sustain it. Right. Like, Brandon Ingram will get hot. Now we start playing through Zion. Like, no, that's dumb. Yep. Or let's let Lonzo, because he hasn't gotten any touches, let's let Lonzo create shots. Why? <laughs> yeah. It, it's bizarre. Like... Watching these last two games, I was honestly more irritated than I am watching the Wizards. Because I understand the Wizards' limitations. This team should not have the same limitations and even worse in some ex- to some extent. Right. Dude, I, the, the biggest thing for me, I think, they, they don't commit to Brandon Ingram being their best player. I right. said it to start the year. I said it early in the year. I think I said it last year. Mm-hmm. We've seen enough. We know it's it's his time. Yeah. When you asked me about the uh, the contract extensions, I think Ingram was my number one. My number one because they'd yeah. be nothing without Ingram. Yep. You had well, to give him that money because he's the guy. And you know what bothers me is he's getting better. 
Yeah, he he's is. getting better. He's I think his perimeter shooting is getting better and better. He's making good plays for other guys. He's setting up teammates for shots. Yeah. But this team, I mean, I thought the Clippers are missing a point guard. My God, nobody runs anything on this team. No, they don't. There's there's not even like a point guard mind on this roster. And Lonzo is supposed to be that, right? No, that's... Let's be honest. Lonzo's a wing who likes to pass. Right. That's really all he is. Like, he, there's nothing about his game that's... He doesn't control the game, ever. No, he doesn't. I just... And they did, like, a thing before the game where they interviewed Zion and talked about, like, Stan Van Gundy letting him play point guard at one point. And he tried to, like... He tried to just kind of brush it off with, uh, you know, this. I got to just adapt to the positionless basketball. Yeah. It's like it's like the Pelicans don't understand how the NBA is trending, to be honest. That's a good way to put it. Because <laughs> they don't have the roster to get into shootouts. No, they Their do not. Their sixth man is James Johnson, for God's sake. They have Bledsoe on the team. And they're 28th in free throws percentage. 28th. You don't deserve to win games if you're in the bottom 10 of free throw percentage. They're 27th in three-point field goals. And they chuck. In three-point field goal percentage. And they chuck. How does that make any sense? Shoot 34% from the field, from three-point. And... You know, Zion is not absolved of the blame here because he's getting the stats look good. He's getting a lot of buckets. Yeah. Dude, he's the worst. He's worse than Michael Porter Jr. on defense. Yeah. He doesn't even bother to move his feet. Nope. Michael Michael Porter at least, like, gets cooked. Zion doesn't play hard enough defense to get cooked. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I I know what you mean. That's why it's funny. It's so bad, bro. He doesn't box out ever. Like like trash backup bigs just rebound and put back over him. Yep. He he does again doesn't move his feet. He only blocks like the highlight weak side blocks. That's all he gets. And he he's also never in position to get back on defense. Never. Like, I know you're supposed to crash, but he crashes ones that he's, that is like, you know, it's like a highlight that he even gets the rebound because there's like three guys there that he busts through yes. to grab it over him. And then he doesn't get that. And then it's a, you know, five on one fast break, a four on one fast break. Yeah. Man. Because he's battling with some dude for a rebound that he can't get. Dude, honestly, his athleticism is slowly starting to get exposed. Because it's that's yeah. all he got. Yeah. I mean, they were sitting on his left hand. He had a ton of turnovers. <laughs> they could do it for Zion. Randall was just but... ripping the ball out of his hands. Yeah, he was. And, and you know, he Randall... did it back to Randall like once or twice. Yeah. But then he would just let him get a bucket a bunch of the other times. It, like, even though Zion's numbers were good and stuff, this still looks like a welcome to the NBA from Julius Randle package to me. Yeah. Like, 
Randall still basically to me, I won't say dominated him, but he still outclassed him for sure. So and Randall showed that like you could use strength with your skill set to like maximize what you could do. Yeah, Zion just out athletics people. If that obviously if that's a word, which it's not. You're right though. Yeah, but right. it's it's really bad. He's. I mean, a right hand? No, no thanks. We don't need that because we just elevate over everybody. He only fucking goes left. It's weird that he can do that and won't do that with the right because all he has to do is drop the ball in the basket. Like, dude, you're at the rim level every time you jump, practically. Right. And, And my problem is it doesn't look like he's being coached. Dan Gundy, man. It's bad. I don't see anybody... As I said, everybody on the Knicks is getting maxed out. Their role is defined, clear-cut. There's none of that on the Pelicans. Steven Adams is wasted. Uh, like, James Johnson is wasted. Everybody on the bench, Jackson Hayes, wasted. Jack- Jackson Hayes is definitely wasted to I mean, be that young. I can't believe I'm saying this. Bledsoe is even being wasted. I and agree. I think he sucks. He just for him to bring the ball up court and just hand it to Lonzo and then just end up running around like Alan Crabb for the rest of the play drives me insane. I hate when they do that. Like and that's like their go-to play. It's so bad. There was a point in this game where they couldn't get stops and they're like they would run handoffs and they were like the most pathetic lazy handoffs I've ever seen. Hart is being wasted too by the way. Oh, for sure. And he's still, like, finding a way to play well because he's good. Yeah. But lately, he he hasn't been producing at all. I don't know if maybe he got hurt. I didn't see that. But uh, it's just it's bad because I don't know the direction of this team. They play like it's everybody eats. But, like, why? That's not your roster. Right. It's just so bizarre. That, that's why I questioned Van Gundy because nothing is sustainable or consistent with this team except Ingram and Zion's talent. Not even like game. It's just talent. Yep. I think it's, they're wasting their time if they're like fighting for a playoff spot. <laughs> Which watching this weekend, you're not fighting for a playoff spot if that's how you throw in away games. Yeah, they'd be the type that they'd make it and get beat so bad in the first, like, two games, you know, people would just stop watching the series. Yeah. Yeah. They're awful defensively. They, they don't box out anyone. Again, the fact that bigs give them the most trouble is what's just insane. Yep. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, man. I, I liked Stan Van Gundy coming here. I didn't think it would be this bad. I I didn't like it, but I also didn't think it would be that bad. It just bothers me because record-wise, it's not that bad. Right. But if you're just throwing away games like this, like, what's the point? You might as well fight for draft pick. Yep. And and play your fucking bench players. Like, what is this Tom Thibodeau, everybody's playing 30, 40 minutes? Right. I I hate that... I mean, you know, I'm a Jackson Hayes fan because I think he has a lot of potential, especially in the league right now, how guys are going with the athletic center. 
Yep. And, you know. Spacing and athletic center to get, fix the defense. That's it. He wastes, wastes him. Uh, who else we got? Who else you want to talk about? Um, Paul George's been pretty hot lately. We could talk about that. <laughs> I mean, uh, man. Go ahead. What do you think? I just, I don't understand. I do understand. But I hope that the Clippers front office sees this. It says, huh, you know, Paul George is, he has five straight 33 plus games. You know, I wonder what we could do with him and like actually build around him for a change. I wonder what could happen. And they won, they've won every game that Kawhi has been out in this stretch he was out, by the way. Reggie Jackson is hitting game winners. Just like Toronto did, by the way. Winning yeah. a lot of games without Kawhi. Yeah. And the thing is, when um, Pat Bev comes out, Reggie Jackson's not going to be playing. Reggie's hit like two super clutch shots in the past week. One was a game winner. One was like, you know, to um, tie the game up in the end of the game. He's not going to be playing. Paul George is going to be out there with Kawhi. They're going to take the ball out of his hands. This this is crazy, man. They got their second highest assist game this week. I just of the season. <clears throat> 34 assists. You know, basketball is not that complicated. When I see a star player th- like eating and the ball movement is still great, I know I have like I have I have a good foundation. Yeah. Like watching this stretch of how they're playing, I I just it's it's crazy to me that Kawhi comes back and takes command of the the shot distribution. Listen to listen to this uh, stat sheet. This is from uh, the Indiana game. Zubach fourteen points. Luke Kennard ten points. Reggie Jackson six. Paul George thirty six. Marcus Morris twenty two, Nicholas Batum fourteen, Terrence Mann twelve. So what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six players in double digits. And the guys they were missing: Ibaka, Cousins, Pat Bev, and Kawhi Leonard. That's just six players in double figures. They rarely do that. What did I say? Fantastic! I've been saying they know how to move the ball. They do. Only one that kills that shit is Kawhi Leonard. Every time, it's so crazy that they don't. It's like they don't see it or ignore it. I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't understand. You know, we've been hating them for for so long. Honestly, man, I hope they come out of the West at this point. Me too. Like, a small part of me wants them to, like, figure it out and fight through it because this this team has potential to be that good. Yeah, they do. They do. It, and the thing is, I think that um, Tyron Lu thinks that he has to... When Kawhi is there, he, like, leaves Kawhi out, and that's where Terrence Mann 
Reggie Jackson, um, Batum, Kennard can like actually like like get their chance to score. Like I think he tries to work it out that way. Whereas like okay, Kawhi is out. You guys go. Like it's two separate teams almost. Yeah. But when Paul George is there and Paul George like is on the court with everyone, like I feel like when Kawhi's there, there's sometimes Kawhi and like another player is never on the court together. But Paul George like plays through the whole team. Yes. And you see the chemistry throughout the whole game with everyone. I just it's 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 so obvious at this point. It, it, yeah. This stretch if this stretch doesn't show you what the what the adjustment is that you need to make, you just you're not you're not self aware enough to really see what you're doing wrong at this point. Well, he declined his option. Kawhi did. So, yeah. So we'll see. Um, no shot. It goes to Miami, right? So that was a little. Uh, apparently, he likes Miami. Thank, know, who man. wouldn't like Miami? What? <laughs> yeah, Miami is Miami for a reason. Like Miami, not only is it a lit place to like live, the the team plays a fun way. Like, yeah. It's a great organization. You know, I can't imagine anybody not wanting to go to Miami. Right. That's that's like too easy. Everyone likes Miami. Right. Um. But I'm my thought process is. If he comes in the summer and asks for a little more money than they're willing to give him, then deuces, deuces. They could spend that on something else. I just, I hope, I hope they're a brave enough organization to do that. They're not. They're not. You're right, but I hope I can still hope. You know, they'll lose Morris, uh, Batum, uh, Ibaka. They'll lose four guys. Before they, uh, they'll lose four guys just to sign Kawhi to whatever he wants the super max or whatever. That, he wants, that horrifies you know? me. That horrif- If this team is willing to like really trash their depth, what little fluke depth they got? Yeah. Uh, for Kawhi, they clearly haven't been watching tape at that point. <laughs> Well, I mean, they think Kawhi built this team. This is the, this is it. I hope they still don't think that. <laughs> they need to let that go. I agree. I agree. They picked up Yogi Ferrell. When did that happen? Oh, 10-day contract. Okay. I'm, I don't By the way, Jabari Parker looked great the yesterday. For yeah, uh, Boston. Boston. Good pickup. Uh, Boston. Boston. That is a good pickup. Yeah. It's for them specifically, yeah. Yeah. Boston's really hard. Like, Boston's in such a weird stretch right now because they're, like, they're playing, they're winning enough to be a playoff team, but yeah. they're trying to make it clear that, like, we're not a contender as far as how we're playing. Right. It's, it's kind of irritating because I, I know they could still be a contender. They still mm-hmm. show little flashes here and there, but... These shootouts or these like back and forth games that they think if they think they're winning playoff games like that, we know how we know how they spread the ball out in the playoffs and how it doesn't work. Right. Every other team seems to need to pass more in the playoffs except Boston. And 
That's why I'm here to double down. Listen, 53 points, is that right? Oh, against Golden State? No, against Minnesota, the worst team in the league that you went to overtime with. Jason Tatum's, what? I don't know if that was his career high. I think it was his career high. It had to be. Against Minnesota? You got to go to overtime with Minnesota? Oh, Miami got cooked by Minnesota like a week ago. (laughs) Maybe even less than that. I think Friday. I think Friday they got cooked when Jimmy Butler said the dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was Friday. So don't disrespect Anthony Edwards' squad, okay? It takes 145 points to put them away. That's bad. I, there's nothing, I can't defend that. They scored 136 points. You had to go to overtime, so they were right there with you until overtime. I'm not sure. Boston scored 21 points in overtime, which is great. Jason Tatum, 53 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Carl Anthony Towns, 30, 12, and Damn, 7. So he nice. had 102 games? They played some games. They played oh, uh, They played Denver. Mm. They beat Denver, beat Portland, beat, you know, the Portland game. He hit the game winner against Portland, I think. And then they played L.A., beat them, and then beat Golden State, which, man. If, if They're winning. Golden State and Boston yeah, could be in the finals. Well. Oh, that would be fun. That would be great. I don't want to see the trash-ass Warriors in the finals. They suck, dude. Steph, Steph, Steph hides, Steph with just explosive scoring hides so many, like, so many of the, how, like, trash they are. So many things that make them trash. If, if Clay was here, Steph would be the MVP again, by the way. This team would be so much better if Clay was, they're a playoff team right now, right? Or, like, a borderline, like, a play-in tournament team? Yeah, they're playing right now, yeah. With Clay, Steph would be Steph would be the runaway MVP if they had a good record. Do he had? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much Clay would like help him. That's the that's the only thing. Oh yeah, I but, guess Wiseman and Ubre would have to be healthy too. But they'd have he had forty threes in three games. That's ridiculous. Insane. Insane. <laughs> he's the greatest shooter of all time. Like he's. He took that title so fast and so just, like, recklessly. Yeah. And he's just, like, he's never given it up, even though, you know, he had a couple of years where maybe with Durant he settled down a little bit. He still led the team in scoring those years. Yeah. Even though it looked like Durant was <laughs> eating, he was just, you know, Durant was just coasting. Uh, I, I'm not sure... Well, tell me how you feel about this game. It was basically Steph versus Jason Tatum one-on-one for 48 minutes. I just, I, I, Golden State, I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. You know, they can't, they don't have a second option because Draymond is allergic to taking shots. Uh, Wiggins, just like, the concept of a good shot is weird to him, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and everything else, everybody else on the team is like, like just plays too fast for their own game. I agree. Is that a thing? Like, maybe not Looney, but Looney's probably been there longer than most of the guys there. 
Yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. But a lot of the newer guys, the Toscano Anderson's just like zooming around for no reason. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bazemore had a great game, but he he's he's just a mess. Like he is. But with Boston, why did Damian Lee leave the game with Toscano Anderson? I thought that was kind of strange. When he got the concussion. Yeah. He left with him. Yeah, and he never came back. That's that's strange. <laughs> that's like, where really is he strange. going? <laughs> that's very strange. <laughs> if you look it up, if you look up the video of him walking out, Lee is right there next to him, walks all the way out with him, and then he never—I never see him in the game again. That's that's weird. I don't—I don't know. I've never seen or heard of that. Like that's bizarre for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird, but yeah. But Boston, Boston is coasting on their talent. That's their problem. Their their talent is getting better. Brown is yeah. getting better. Tatum is individually getting better. Uh, Kemba is getting seemingly getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed for his first for the first time in his Boston career. Yeah. Uh, and, and Smart is returned, and he's starting to round into form. And it, it's the same, it's the same shit that killed them in the Miami series. Not enough basketballs. Right. Smart, you don't have to take every three you have. You were three for eleven. Hey, that's we know. He shot, <laughs> shot back to back air balls on one possession. You remember that? It doesn't like that's smart is smart. I know that. One was like really short and the other one was like a brick off the backboard. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> ugly like just straight backboard. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh like they tapped God, it back man. out, they swung it a couple of times, and then he bricked it again. I'm like, what are you doing, man? <clears throat> they're they're just out like talenting teams right now. Yeah. And a they lot just of have it is, the- it's weird because it's not like a collective. It's like either Jalen Brown goes crazy or Tatum goes crazy or Smart, you know, shoots it kind of well or just a lot. You're not ready for Brad Stevens to go yet? No. No shot. <laughs> no shot. How that. do they fix this? They uh, can't fix it. I don't think they need to fix it as much as you think. I, I think they just need to... They need to find a balance. Well, whose job is that, though? That's the that's the problem. They haven't found the balance in, since Kyrie's been there. It's been the same thing. And they had a team that should have been balanced, and they couldn't figure it out. Obviously, Kyrie didn't play half the time. But every time they get a team that looks like it's going to be, oh, this is it, perfect balance, they don't get it right over and over and over again every season. Uh, and, honestly, in the man, playoffs, if Kimba was shooting well, I think they would have had it last year. Honestly, because Kim- I think and Tatum, Tatum and Brown. Tatum, huh? Tatum, if Tatum was shooting spot ups well, they would have right. been in good shape. Right. If they had hit, hit their shots, I think shot distribution wise, I think they did okay in the playoffs. But, but that's the thing. The you remember against that zone. It's like they were getting shots, 
but it just looked uncomfortable. Yeah, it did. Because like nobody, it's like everybody needs extent extensive touches to get going, but yeah, they a lot don't. Of volume shooters. Yeah, but they're not. But that's not their game. Like Tatum is the only one that's cl- a clear cut volume shooter. Right. Like nobody else really is a volume shooter to me. They're just really good, so they get a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the playoffs, there's like this weird issue of not really like playing through a guy or, or a couple guys, tr- like trying to play through everybody. It looks like a pickup game a lot of times. It's like whoever got it, oh, they see their man, they try to get in the rhythm, they try to take him, and that's the possession. I, I still think they're capable of beating anybody in the East. Uh, yeah, capable, yeah, for sure. I have a good chance of beating anybody in the East. I, I won't go that far, but I'm not mad at it at all. Okay. Because I, I do think roster-wise, for sure, but it's the it's the play that is the only thing that makes me hesitant. Roster-wise, I think they finally have reached where they were trying to go roster-wise. You know, I, I won't Not say having... Thompson and Robert Williams are, like, great centers, but I think they're at least, you know, they're too deep at being able to guard a center. They're too deep at guard. They got plenty of wings now. Fournier helps them with the wings. And then um, Jabari Parker gives them that ability to go small ball nicely with athleticism. He can hit the little short mid-range jumpers. I, I like the roster. It's there to me. And Pritchard, is, he's turning into a pretty good backup point guard. I will say when Brown is out, like Ojale filling in for that absence – not not the answer. That I get that it's one game. You're playing the Warriors. Not a big deal, but yeah. uh, y'all look like y'all look sit like three spots like less deep, missing just Jalen Brown. And Jabari Parker, his first game there, coming in for Grant Williams in the last three minutes of the game, said a lot. Said everything. We've had Grant all that. year. But we know this is not the time. You will, I, you'll bring someone who has been on the team for 12 hours in the game over someone that, you know, you've been forcing <clears throat> down at everyone's throats for the whole yeah. his whole career now. We'll definitely talk about Boston, but I, I just I want to give him a solid block of time to let Fournier get, like, fit in. Yeah. And get back healthy. Uh, yeah. Whatever and, happened to him. And with Boston, like, the way they play, I don't think it's a big deal if he's not, like, a, a great fit right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has to be some kind of a fit going into the playoffs. Yeah. So. I'm cool if Romeo Langford never ties his shoes again on the court. Like he he doesn't need to be on the court at all. Every time he goes out there, he gets exposed. Every time. That, that, corner, like I don't get it. Not I don't at get all. It. I don't get it at all. <laughs> What's going on? I, I know like injuries. You know, I know it's a long season, condensed season, so playing a lot of games. 
Bro, but Luke Cornett, of all people, like... What are these teams... Like, these teams are trying to plug in, like, just nonsense to fill the rotation. They signed him before Jabari Parker. That alone is just disrespectful sign. to me. Like, I was home, too. I would have said, like, <laughs> you signed Luke Cornett? That's just crazy, man. It's crazy. He's four blocks and road win. Congratulations, Luke. Um, let's see who else we got. Who else we got? I saw Atlanta play. I haven't seen Atlanta in a while. I know they're they've gotten much better with with Nate McMillan. They have, but um, well, Collins wasn't there mm. when I watched this last game, but they got completely exposed by Milwaukee. They got worked by Milwaukee. And the thing is, like the points, it was 120 to 109. That looks nicer than it was because Milwaukee, you know, had the other Tentacumpo in the game at the end. Um, But Collins didn't play. I still haven't seen the Hawks healthy at all, honestly, for a full game. This is who was missing that game. Snell, Reddish, Dunn, Collins, Gallinari, Hunter, Bruno, Fernando. That's a that's lot, like, dude. That's like a whole nother team. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Hunter, Gallinari are like key wings for them. Yeah, Collins is their second you know, best player. Right. So, and and Reddish was like their, he helped them, their wing depth because, yeah, for sure. you know. Snell had been playing well. I'm not sure if Snell was hurt, actually, so I take that back. He might have been there and just didn't get in the game. I, mean, I know uh, Reddish is hurt. Uh, frankly, I couldn't care less about Tony Snell, whether he's playing or not. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. He's hit some big shots. Has he? <laughs> Again, I haven't seen Atlanta much. I haven't seen him since Rondo left. Well, I brought them up really not to even talk about them. I don't know why Lou Williams only took six shots in 23 minutes, but it looked really bad. But I brought them up to say Milwaukee getting Jeff Teague was absolutely genius. And I don't know. I won't say getting rid of DJ Augustine was cool, but they got Jeff Teague and he playing for his old coach. He looked so comfortable there, way more comfortable than he did with Boston. Um, and you know, I said before, I thought Jeff Teague was kind of a, I don't want to say poor man's, but like tier below Drew Holiday, but like they kind of do the same thing. You remember me saying that? Yeah. And they were on the court together and it was like, they were just strapping Trey and, uh, Lou Williams strapping. I mean, Trey shot three for 17 in this game. They, that's one thing, Drew Holiday, that's why I was so happy about them picking him up. Yeah. Is because defensively, he's, he's like top tier. Yeah. Uh, especially on guards. He struggles with bigger guys. Like he tries and, and struggles, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, with guards, man, he's like really built to, to defend guards well. Yep. Uh, and Teague is an energy guy, so like 
Teague doesn't surprise me. He feeds off of, like, if your starting guard is playing well, yeah. that just feeds a guy like Teague to me. Yeah, and he never backs down against anybody. Facts, yeah. So <sighs> they were trying to switch. Like, Trey was trying to switch off of Holiday, and he was getting on Teague. And then Teague was strapping him, and he tried to switch off Teague. He was getting P.J. Tucker. And all I'm saying is Milwaukee's defense looks – it looks really, really, really tough. It just kind of out yep. of nowhere. Yeah, they uh, they figured it out. Like, right before the, the All-Star weekend, they really started to get going. Yeah, and then they added And, and it was low-key, yeah. And then they added Teague, so it's like... And I hate to be negative. Fuck. I, I don't want to be negative, but... You know, this is the third year we're getting this from Milwaukee where they just they, <laughs> they get to a point where they look unstoppable. Yeah, you're uh, right. The roster looks good. Ball movement looks good. Yeah. This is this is where I worry. Uh, you you signed Drew Holiday now. Mm-hmm. That, that's what you did with Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. He, he came in. He gave you a great half season. Remember that first half season that he was there? Yeah. We, right before they gave him that right? extension? Yeah, yeah, He was just hooping. Yeah. Collapsed in the playoffs. You know, was inconsistent from then, from at that point on. Yep. And, and the problem is, in the regular season, he looks like a great fit with Bledsoe I'm talking about. Looks yeah. like a great fit in the playoffs. I I I'm begging for anybody to replace him. Right. And, and Drew Holiday is a huge upgrade. I have acknowledged that a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But I do not like the kinds of shots that he gets. It's very, it's very high degree of difficulty. It's very yeah. um like like. Take this possession, Drew, because you're nice. Yeah. Not not so much just involved in the offense. It's more of like, oh, Drew, you have a mismatch. Expose it. Right. That's not his game. And and I, I worry that I don't want to walk into the playoffs and Drew Holiday's taking tough shots all game. You know, and he shoots a higher clip than I think he probably should. Like, I don't think... 17 shots in the game is I feel like that's a lot for him. But that was that was the problem with Bledsoe I think is like he would have big scoring games. Uh-huh. So he would have these big scoring games and you kind of like you start thinking maybe Bledsoe needs to be really aggressive. Right. I just I don't know man. I still I feel like it's the same thing we've gotten the last 2 years. I I can understand that fear. I think definitely I still don't think they're going to handle zones well. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't think, like, I, I don't like how they play through guys too consistently. Like, like mm-hmm. they're they're taking advantage of Middleton playing like a damn Hall of Fame player. Yeah. But two years in a row, we get to the playoffs and Middleton is not that. Right. So I just, I, maybe I'm, maybe this is the year. But I said that last year, so I'm not saying I'm not committing to that this year. The other thing I think they really need to commit to is using Greek Freak down low, like actually as a center. Sometimes it pisses me off that you have to say that. Like you're right. 
So that, that's one thing. And the other thing is drive and kick, please. And that includes Greek Freak. You don't have to drive and try to just ram into somebody, run somebody over to get a bucket every time. You are a terrible free throw shooter. Let it go. You don't have to get free throws. Kick it out. You have Bryn Forbes. You have DiVincenzo's a pretty good shooter. You have Pat Connaughton. You know Tucker's going to be in the Tucker. corners. Yeah, you know P.J. Tucker is there waiting. You have Chris Middleton. And now you have Drew Holiday who and Brooke Lopez. All shooters. That's what I'm saying. Every season, their spacing is so good. Yeah, and, you, and Teague too. You can't leave Teague, especially at top of the key. Teague loves that shot. But if for some reason, him. that spacing doesn't translate. Because no one kicks the ball out, though. Greek Freak, last two seasons, if he gets the ball in the paint, the team might as well get back on defense because he's not yeah. letting it go. Every time. He's going to get a charge or he's going to get fouled and he's going to miss the free throws. And, and, and to be honest, I'd rather him do that all night. It's it's time to let the, the size-up shots go. Oh, I agree with that for sure. Like uh, these guys, I don't get, I don't get why these guys have to like prove that they're like isolation shooters. Right. Like, yo, okay. Okay. You're working on it. When we swing you the ball in the corner, nobody closes out. Everybody's in the paint. Go ahead and take it. Yep. But why do you have to size up guys that you're quicker than to do that shit? And I, it, it does. It has no gain for Greek Freak to no. be a good like step back jumper. Not guy. at all. In in or Drew a good Holiday pull up guy. Drew Holiday being a more reliable ISO guy than Bledsoe, to me, like that should be the final nail in the coffin. Like, okay, Greek Freak, like no more sh- like no more jumpers, bro. Mm-hmm. At least no more ISO jumpers. Again, I, I don't care. Even with Ben Simmons who doesn't take any I want him taking them if they swing the ball and he's wide open. Right. Even bad shooters should take, you know, the good ball movement shots. Yeah. But the, like, the create your own, like, dude, you can't hit open shots and you're trying to create your own? Right. That's bizarre. It is. And I I want to be confident in Milwaukee. They look good. Mm-hmm. It's the third year in a row they've looked good. I, I just can't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're almost done with the uh, sports. Real quick. NFL draft. Yes. Give me your top three. Top three favorite draft prospects, I guess. They would be. Devontae know. Smith. Okay. Sheesh. Okay. I, I'm curious if he goes to a team that's lacking weapons. He's projected to go to the Lions, but that's at seven. He could go before that, of course. Bengals are there. Unfortunately, um, I don't care if he goes to the Lions. Dolphins are there. But uh, Dolphins would be a great pick. Yeah. Uh, because I think Dolphins roster-wise are pretty set. Mm-hmm. Like They don't have glaring holes, at least on defense. So I think giving Tua an extra weapon – I can't hurt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is obviously too easy, but uh, 
after that national championship game, I got to say Justin Fields. Yeah, he's he's up there for me, too. He looks good. He's and I hope really the, good. I, there's all these weird reports about what the 49ers are going to do. I, mm-hmm. I really hope they take him. They have, I mean, this is, is this Mel Kuyper? Because oh, the Jets. One, one of the other guys. I mean, they have the him, Jets shock, shock us, but. They have him fifth, fifth quarterback picked. He's they the got fifth Matt Jones. quarterback picked? That's what they have him, yeah. They got Trevor, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and then Justin. Bro, Trey Lance Wilson. looks really good too, though. Okay, I, I think the Jets are pretty set on Zach Wilson. I'm pretty sure I read that in a couple, which is which, is which just, I don't like. Of course, but, the Jets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the the Justin Fields, the disrespect is just wild. 49ers getting Mac Jones would be whack. Really whack. I don't know. Mac Jones is weird. Like, I'm excited about Mac Jones, but I'm also reserved about him. Uh, Me too. Yeah. I'm like that with all the Alabama quarterbacks. Right. Because they have the best weapons. Right. So, so it's like you're playing with a loaded deck already, so how bad can you be? With Devontae Smith, just throw it up in the air. He was... You saw in the last two games, he was wide open all by himself most of the time. Like any, yeah, bro, he's, you know. he's wild. He's best receiver of in the college football by far. Yeah, like a third string quarterback would have been hooking him up in the championship game. It wouldn't have been any different. Yeah. So I haven't really seen. I would need to see Mac Jones with like a bad team to really yeah. see what he could do. Because I've seen some of these great quarterbacks in the in the league with bad teams in college. Yeah, I see what they can do with it. Like Lamar Jackson, it's, he went to Louisville. Like name four other players that went to Louisville ever. My thing with the 49ers, though, is like they're built. They're not built like you know a usual top drafting team. No, they're not. Like the Jaguars are awful. Mm-hmm. So like quarterback comes in, he has to save the franchise. The Jets, the same thing. Yeah, the Forty ers are a good team that just got destroyed by injuries. Right. So you think starting over with a new quarterback, uh, rookie quarterback, would be tough for them? That's that's why I'm curious who they back. get because I think I I don't I think they are. They could be brave enough to take a risk on Justin Fields. Like maybe there are like red flags or something that we don't know about. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. there was like an issue with uh, where did he play before Ohio State, Georgia, Georgia. I think yeah, I think Georgia. Yeah, like he he lost to some quarterback there. Yeah. Uh, and transferred. So maybe there's like drama there that we don't know about, or or maybe that's something else. But he's been slipping like the last week or two. Yeah. I don't know why. But again, the 49ers are not like garbage where a court where we need a quarterback to save the organization. We right. we really need a quarterback to come in and just be a playmaker. Right. And I just I don't think I think they're good enough not to take the safe pick, which I think is Mac Jones. Uh-huh. Uh and, and 
I think Fields showed a much higher ceiling from the two games that I watched him in than I saw any from Mac Jones. I think, in my opinion, Fields showed the highest ceiling at all the quarterbacks to me. Especially, you know, and I always say this about the NBA, and I know it's not the same, but you look at the best players, you see where the trajectory of good players at that position is going. You see Steph is a two-time MVP. Okay, my point guard needs to be able to hit threes. Yeah. So you see the quarterbacks, they're these multi-dimensional quarterbacks, and that's Justin Fields exactly. over everybody. <clears throat> exactly. And and guys, you you see it the the mobile guys who come in even like the backups or like the random signees like the the Washington quarterback that put up a good fight against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh you you mobility just opens things up right and and i think it'll work really well for the 49ers i think fields they're they're not only built to like be able to take a risk they're built to give a quarterback some time to develop absolutely you know i agree we we know with the jets zach wilson probably won't last a year he'll probably get hurt cuz nobody's protecting him or he just yeah. won't have anybody to throw to. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised they didn't. They're not talking about getting a more mobile quarterback with some of the mobile quarterbacks that are available. They, and maybe it's too early. I mean, you know, right. second pick. Patrick Mahomes fucked the league up because all they look for now is who got the cannon arm. Right. Everybody's wanting like that next, you know, beam it down the whole field guy. And it's so much more to it than that. So much more. Yep. You would think I mean, they would know that with how what Brady's been doing the last 20 years. That's exactly what I was going to say. You see who just won a Super Bowl. He doesn't, you know. And he's maybe. like, and crazy thing with him in Tampa Bay is he's kind of, he's like taking a hint of this like beam it and take chances style. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we got to the playoffs, he settled it down, simplified it, and was much more selective with that. Right. But he's one of the few who's good enough to do that. If one yeah. of the only, probably only, maybe only one good enough to do that. Right. But another guy I'm excited for to keep it with offensive weapons is uh, Jamar Chase, another receiver. Yes, I, I like Jamar I liked Chase. him a lot, and he's. He's not better than Smith, so he's probably going to be a mid-round guy. Well, this one I'm looking at, and I don't know who's, I don't know whose this is. Uh, okay, so Mel Kiper, he has, yeah, Lawrence Wilson Jones, and then he has Chase at seven, Smith at eight. So That's he wild. has them going. I don't think I don't know if Chase is better than Smith, but. If anybody was close, it was him. For for me, I've seen... I think Chase might be better because I think he's a little more, um, you know, shifty. I think Smith is just fast. He's, Kinda like, like uh, really, really s- smooth. Smith reminds me of, like, a little bit bigger, uh, the Raiders guy. Uh, Ruggs, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Henry, Henry Ruggs, yeah. Yeah. And I think Chase, I think Chase was a little more, um, maybe a little more finesse than uh, than Smith. I don't know though. 
I, I liked what I saw from Chase, but, you know, Smith, when he did what he did, made it really special, obviously, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> that That's it for me, man. I'm Again, I'm not a huge college football guy, so it's a lot of the, the guys I'm seeing is usually in the playoffs or right. early in the year where it's mm-hmm. kind of like you never really know, but... Uh, that's kind of the thing with drafts, obviously the quarterbacks, but for me, I'm always curious where the offensive weapons are going to go. Yeah. And and for me, my only one to add, because mine, I was going to say chase and I was going to say fields is, uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. I'd heard a lot of hype around him. He's a beast, man. A beast. Um, Mel Kuyper has been going to Miami in a trade from Atlanta, so he could Dude. go to Atlanta or Miami. And get a tight end. Forget Smith. If Miami could get a tight end where, like, uh, Tua could have, like, the dump-down throws. Yeah. Oh, my God, bro. They might they might go off. Yep. And th- this other one has him going to the Eagles, which would be interesting no. as well. Huge. But- Giants are right there before the Eagles. I, I would like that, Giants. But they won't do that. What Giants. pick do the Giants have? 11th. Hey, if Fields is the fifth quarterback, he might slip. <laughs> nah, the Patriots t- definitely taking him. At, they, they got 10, right? Uh, the Cowboys got 10. Uh, the, uh, the Patriots aren't like anywhere before that? No, they got oh, 15th. Okay. Oh, okay. 15th. Yeah, hey, if a quarterback is available, I, I don't know Trey Lance and I don't know Zach Wilson, but if if Mac Jones or Justin Fields are available at eleven, yeah, New York, don't even think about it. I've seen some footage on Trey Lance. He looks he looks legit, but he goes to North Dakota State, so his you know uh, competition wasn't that crazy. Yeah, but um. He looks serious from the little bit I saw. I only saw a few highlights. So, um, okay. Uh, you want to transition to music? Yep. You got any other sports at all? Nothing? A clown to the Browns was kind of wild. Yeah, I like that. I I've seen that. a lot of people saying he doesn't still have it. He's washed. You know, he's not going to make any change to their you know, how they play or anything, but I thought it was a big pickup. You can't ever, getting a good pass rusher is never a negative to me. Right. Unless you're, like, destroying your your salary cap, which, I mean, I'd take... They're not. I'd take a slight hit for Clowney. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got the potential. Maybe not. He hasn't maybe lived up to it, but he still has it. Especially where they are. They're young. You know, they're moving in the right direction. Pretty quickly, yeah. I think it's a good pickup for sure. That's the time I I definitely wouldn't mind destroying my salary cap if I had to take that next step. Yeah. Okay. Uh, music time. Yes. Where do you want to start? We got uh, two. Mm, let's start with uh, <laughs> let's start with Conway. Okay. On the Griselda vibes. Okay. Uh, what'd you think, man? I was surprised. I knew he had something coming. My friend was a huge Griselda fan, was keeping me like, you know, Conway's next, Conway's next. I was ready for this. Okay. 
What'd you think? Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't like it, man. I really didn't. It it to me, it, those guys are really good at picking their beats, the beats that their voice sounds really cool on. Yes. Um, you know they can they get that. I guess in a bigger point, they're starting to get repetitive, right? For me. And Conway, because he's like not the he's I guess regarded as the least lyrical lyrical talent out of the three of them. Um his sounds worse when it's repetitive. It's the same cadence. They're talking about the same thing over and over again. The beats you know, they're different, but they're not so different. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, it's obviously the same producer who did a good job. But um, I don't know, man. It, it, it got kind of boring to me after a while. I'm not going to lie. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, J.I.D. smoked his verse. Uh, Luda's verse was cool. I would like to hear Luda and J.I.D. do uh, another song together, a longer song probably. They might have had one, but I didn't really like I, Luda's. I thought Luda's verse sounded like washed. <laughs> it like sounded he, awkward next to Jet. Like when he did it, it sounded awkward. But it, it I like the thought. He flowed on the beat well. Yeah, but like his lines were just corny. I was like, I don't know if maybe I just hadn't heard him in a while or what. But no, I I agree with that. I, I agree. Was like, and he and he had some corniness to him, even you know back in the day, but. Yeah, yeah. I it's wanted in more. hindsight that he's corny though, because like at the time it That's sounded true. fire. Facts. Big facts. Um, and the last song with uh, you know the Griselda, mm-hmm. they always have a Griselda song on every album. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I didn't like the electric guitar beat. Sounded weird. It was just weak. This was a weak effort in my opinion. But shout out to him. Shout out to Griselda. Uh, I think it's cool that they support each other and keep, you know, um, they're so active. I like that, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. He, he, you know, uh, Benny is the only guy that I was like excited about and had heard and liked the whole, like, I like their joint project from, I think the end of 2019, yeah. uh, uh, WWCD, I believe it was called. Um, but I, I really liked it, but you could tell they have good chemistry, so that didn't surprise me that it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, I kind of, you know, I had a positive mindset about all three of them because I liked everything I heard from all three of them. Yeah. This this album, I, I liked it. I thought it was, I, I had a fun time listening to it. Mm-hmm. But it's very forgettable, in, again, in hindsight. I, I think... It's it's got a very old school f- feel to it with the beats, yeah. Uh, especially the first half. I thought the first half like was just slow. Mm-hmm. Like the beats were slow. It was super lyrical, but like you said, he was kind of saying the same stuff. Lines didn't really hit that well to me. Yeah. Uh, him trying to throw out that like he's potentially the best lyricist in Griselda, like I thought I was like, dude, you're not. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 
and, and but what I really liked, I I thought the the second half of this, like six to eleven, I yeah. thought the beats picked up the pace a little bit. The energy was a little bit faster, mm-hmm. uh, and it showed more of the chemistry with the features, which was really good. I agree with that for sure, uh, and that's something that surprised me because like for for an album that's kind of boring, that's kind of forgettable. Uh, yeah. I was impressed. Like he showed good song making ability. I think. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, so, while I agree with you that it was like disappointing, kind of maybe a weak effort. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's like a fun casual listen. I don't think it's yeah, a it bad is. album. It's a good casual listen. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. All right. Uh, I I I will say I hated the two chain song though. Really? That's, that's the only song I hated, yeah. Mm. I, I, I liked the uh, I liked 2 Chains, but I thought the beat was really yeah. not good. What I didn't was your like favorite? Anything. Give me your favorite Conversa. off of this. Uh <laughs> Um I liked Blood Roses. I liked Blood Roses. Mm, I couldn't really pick I probably had to hustle. Okay. Uh, KD, I actually really liked too. I liked KD too. I did. Yeah. Okay. But the I guess the big release of the week. My God, bro! These like, can we get a lit music week, please? You want to go first on this or me? I could. Uh, I'll be quick if you want me. Okay, if you're quick, go first. Yeah. This thing. I want the group albums to stop. I just I, this is the last straw for me with group albums, unless Young Money comes back and does it. I don't want to hear anybody else, cause it's terrible, dude. All these, first of all, all these names: YB, YTB, Trench, uh, Lil Key, Lil Duke, Strick, uh, B Slime, FN the Dealer, Young Ko, Hi Dora. Dolly White, T Shine, come on, man, Yak Gotti, Unfunk, oh, man. bro, this was this was garbage. I'm not, like, I'm gonna be honest. This thing was, this thing sucks, man. I'm sorry. Hey, I like the honesty. I like it. It was terrible from start to finish. Drake's thing was trash. Travis, I was like, when I was listening to him, like, yo, why didn't Young Doug come a little harder knowing Travis is coming? And then Travis was trash. And then Big Sean was, like, whispering in his verse, which I liked, the verse, but why he was whispering. I didn't like like Big Sean. I thought it was, like, that corny shit that people be clowning him for, like, his lines are sometimes, like, just OD corny. Yeah. A prime example on this verse. You're right. Um, the Skepta, I hated. Really? Superstar may be one of the worst songs I have ever heard in my entire life. What up? Remember uh, when you said, remember when you said the song on, um, <laughs> on, uh, Action Bronson's album? <laughs> oh my God. Was it Tele Telemundo or something? Yeah. 
<laughs> Superstar immediately made me feel oh like, my. wow, this is the worst song of the year. Oh, my God. Dude, it was terrible, dude. Okay, dude, I, I didn't have this negative of a perspective on this. Uh, I will <laughs> say, man, this... The came and saw with Rowdy Rebel? What was that? There, don't get me wrong. There's some trash on here. There's a lot of trash on here, as a matter of fact. Tell me the good on here, because um, I missed it. I actually liked the Unfunk song. That was my favorite song on here. I actually liked and, the Skepta song, uh, Woke Star. I thought that was cool. I like, I like the song with um the uh, <laughs> uh when I was listening to it, I thought Strick was somebody else. He sounded like um oh he sounded like a British Twenty One Savage. Or just 21 Savage, he oh, is right. British. I'm like, wow, okay. They got 21 on this? And then, no, it's Strick and Skepta. I like that song, though. I just didn't like Skepta's part. Uh, 23 songs, you know how I feel. What the, f- what are you doing? Who the hell wants to listen to Young Thug and Gunna for 23 fucking songs? Was Gunna on all of these? It- it felt like he was on 26 fucking songs. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> that was by far my least favorite part of this album was how much Gunna was on this shit. And, and, and this is this is how much, maybe, you know, I'm a hater. I know there's people who like Gunna out there. You're good at detecting voices because some of these songs with three or four people on it, I couldn't tell. Who was gonna and who wasn't gonna after a while? Dude, that's fair. But my thing is, like, what's so crazy is Young Thug's production should make Gunna sound better. And it does not. Like, it just it puts me to sleep listening to him rap. Yeah. I, I just hate, like, he's got that, like, lazy, like, kind of stoner delivery. And uh-huh. it's like so, it's so dry. It's like his line, even like the funny shit he says doesn't hit because it's so dry to me. Yeah. And, and I, once I, fit, by like ha- the halfway point, I was like, I was, I wanted to turn this shit off because I'm like, yo, I, I don't need gun on every song. <laughs> yeah. I just... This was Young Thug disappointed me more than anybody. I, I thought the features, some were disappointing, but overall the the star power kind of gave a little bit more versatility. To this, mm-hmm. uh, at least enough versatility for me to get through it. Yeah, but but Young Thug was like just annoying a lot of the time. Yeah, and that's yeah. something like I know a lot of people who don't like him usually think that, but I I do like a lot of the stuff he puts out. Mm-hmm. I've reviewed. I think I gave a positive review to Slime Language One. Yeah, uh, and I've Slime liked, Language One was good. Right, I've liked a lot of his more recent projects, and, and I just think he he was kind of developing with his style in a way I didn't think he could. Mm-hmm. There's none of that here. This is like the, the the worst aspects of Young Thug. That's what this album is full of. Yeah. Him like him. The production is saying I'm not a rapper, 
but what he's doing on the songs is like, yo, I'm, I guess I'm purely a rapper. Like, mm-hmm. you're not. Why would you even right. want to do that for 23 songs? Right. And what's really bizarre to me, like listening to Young Thug all these years, mm-hmm. there's what, two songs on here with a female artist? Yeah, Coyle Rain's on here twice. Coyle, I like. Probably mm-hmm. my favorite song on here. Yeah, I uh, liked it too. And every other song with a female feature, I enjoyed. Yep. But mm. again, like, what did... Carlay was on. Trance. Like, Gun, you, you work with Gunna. I guess you're only in the studio with Gunna. But female artists, you can't, you can't put some effort into working with them. Every time, to me, he works with a female artist, he gives me, like, an exciting sound or a creative sound. Yeah. And it's it's criminal how little he does that. Yep. So that's, you know, this album is just full of disappointments to me as a Young Thug fan. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Like, I, I didn't have, like, a negative reaction to it, but that's just because Young Thug is, like... Like, his music is just fun enough to, like, have on mm-hmm. and just kind of having high energy. But in hindsight, man, there's nothing impressive here. I mean, you know, when the Drake feature is trash, you know there's nothing to be excited for. Yeah. That Uzi song almost made me put the car on cruise and jump out of it. Dude, I had, like... There was like three genuine stretches where I'm like, I I was in the mood to listen to this and now I'm not. I like from uh, Real, I like, and Warrior. And then, you know, I thought the Skepta song was cool. And then it just went downhill from there for me pretty much. I mean, I didn't like anything else after that. Travis was awful to me. Uh, Future was obviously awful. Uh, the one that I, I thought I was excited for and thought would be good was Kid Cudi. Awful. Uh, again, these are artists Young Thug has either done good things with or like should sound good with. I don't like that Kid Cudi always has to like get the moon on every like every song he's featured on has. Has to allude to yes, Kid Cudi. Yes. That's getting corny now. but That's why Man on the Moon is the only good music he's put out to me. <laughs> and they still just keep rolling with that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish Meek... I mean, like, I didn't need Meek on here. I, once it got there, I was like, I don't care who they put on here. This thing is trash. I'll never listen to yeah, this. Yeah, by thing. that point, by song 18... There's, there's nothing that could change, you know, what you've heard up to that point. <laughs> exactly. And I, I I will completely disagree with you. I think the group projects, uh, I'm all for those. No. But this isn't like, this is like a label thing. Like, I, these I don't like. Because like Young Thug and Gunna are, and like whoever else is on here, they're not a fucking group. Well, what was um, what was the uh, Dreamville? That's the label one too. Yes, that's that's similar to this, where it's just too much of like randomness. 
Okay, well, those. I want the label ones to stop. Yes. Like the Griseldas, the, is, the clear-cut groups, I'm for those. Oh, no, yeah. I like that. I like the Griseldas. I like... um. Beast Coast, for sure. Loved it. But this has to go. It's t- it's so bad, man. I just... This is like the fourth one. Since Young Money did it and did it so great, it's still... I mean, that album is amazing. Ever since then... I haven't heard a good label one yet. I don't think I have either. Nothing that comes to mind. I mean, um, what was the one with uh, Lifestyle on it? With, um, what's his name? Rich Homie? Yeah. Rich Homie Choir? I don't even remember. He was in something with Young Money. Young, uh, something. But that was trash. It had a good single. The rest of it was trash. You know, I really didn't like the Dreamville thing. And the other Dreamville ones, this is my thing. If everyone on here had a solo song, I wouldn't have, I probably would have found a way to like it. You know, because I liked, like I said, I, I liked the, the Unfunk one when it was mostly him in there. I liked the Coil of Ray song. It was most, you know, it was just the two girls, really. Yep. Um, I liked that when people were by themselves, but this T-Shot, like the Warrior record and pretty much down, the Skepta song sounded like it was for Skepta, but the all the other ones seemed like it was just a song and people were just sitting in the studio and, you know, Young Doug was just like, yo, man, you feel like putting something into this real quick? Like, it wasn't like, I just can't imagine some of these guys thinking they belonged on some of these songs. Yeah, man, I I just don't like... I always feel like Young Thug tries to, like, push his sound and see where it could go and try yeah. things with his sound. I, I didn't feel that here. That's what mm-hmm. bothers me. And and I feel a lot of that is Gunna because Gunna's not versatile. He's the no, same flow, the same sound, every song. Yeah. I mean, you talk about repetitive with Conway, dude. Gunna sounds like a fucking like he just said like he's repeating the verse he just put out. It does sometimes, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you now, like I've already skipped the last album or two from Gunna. I ain't reviewing his shit unless the music week is so dead and nothing else drops. Yeah, like he's shown me nothing, not not one. I've never heard him sound. Like, good enough to the point where I'm like, oh, like, maybe if he focuses on this kind of sound, he could do something good. Just boring, dry, just corny. Every way. And the other thing about this album, well, I already said I don't think the beats sounded like, uh, you know, the production part of putting the right artists on the right beat was completely failed on here, in my opinion. The ordering of these songs, the track listing, I do not understand at all. Yeah. Like, why did they start with Slatty and then go to Ski? <laughs> that was an awful... Fr- Slatty was an awful first impression. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, Slatty... I know several people who like are, are committed music fans. Like, if you ask them to listen to something or recommend yeah. it, they'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee Slatty would make them turn this shit off. 
Well, almost made me turn it off. I can tell that you was, that. That was my first one. I was like, yo, I know we're not starting like this. Well, it did make me turn it off, actually, because I was doing something else, and I put it on. I was like, oh, wait. I, I need to be doing something else when I listen to this. Oh, like, yeah. I was watching <laughs> the games today, listening to this. And I, I was missing the game volume. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, man. This thing was not good, man. And I don't know who these producers are. Um, and we have been on a streak of... Maybe not a streak, but we've... Lately, we've heard a lot of projects with really good production. We have. And, like, hearing a lot of good production, you start to pick up on trash production. Yeah. Ding, 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 right here. It sucked. It sucked. The production sucked. Young Thug's performance sucked. Gunna was exactly the same as he always is, so I'm not even gonna say he sucked. And they're on every, so they're the the stars of this. Even J Cole on Dreamville Three, at least the the stuff he was on, like he did a good job for the most part. He did, yeah. Obviously, Middle Child was a a hit. Sacrifices was great. His other verses were great. Yeah. You're carrying the album and you're just doing the same repetitive shit every song? Yeah, and on Diamonds Dancing in Solid, I realized, oh, like Young Thug isn't even trying to make a good album. That's how I felt like when, when I was listening to that. Especially Diamonds Dancing. Because like I said, I heard it. I'm like, man, he's not even gonna... You gotta come better than that. Like, think about before you heard Travis on that. I was like, that's it? You know Travis is about to kill this. The beat was nice. You know, when he that flow he had was pretty cool. But he just didn't say anything. Then I was like, okay, so this album like isn't actually supposed to be good. He's just like making a bunch of I don't I don't even know, just putting songs out just for people to just to help all these other guys make money or something. I guess this is random. Like I, I, Slime Language 1 didn't feel random to me. No, it didn't. This feels random. It's completely random. Pots and pans. Oh, God. There's a lot, there's a lot of trash on here, bro. There's like I mean stretch. About, I mean it about Superstar. Superstar was so bad to me. It With Future, me like, my ears off. How many fucking hits have they put out together? And that beat sounded like a little kid's beat or something. Like a, I don't know, man. I'll tell you... I, Maybe, I don't know, I'm not going to label any song the worst song, because obviously I'm not sure, but the, the little Uzi song pissed me off more than any song I've heard in the last five, six months. I'm telling you, man. Just I wanted annoying. to put the car into cruise, and I wanted to just hop out of it, roll out of it like the movies, and just <laughs> let the car keep on going. <laughs> I just did not, as soon oh, as I heard God. that, I'm like, dude, I have to get out of this car. Like, I felt like I was... Getting claustrophobic listening to that record, dude. I was, I I, I was like, I wanted to hear this a second time because I was, you know, I again I was trying to be positive, but like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, fuck, I didn't like this, I didn't like that, shit, I didn't really like anything on here, you know, for the <laughs> most part. <laughs> Outside of like some little, you know, tidbits of things that I like, yeah, uh, but. 
I tried I tried to go get a little basketball workout and like have this playing and normally I can listen to anything playing basketball. Yeah. Not this. I'll tell you right now. I finished warming up and I was like, I don't even have energy to work out. Like I this isn't it. <laughs> and I don't need hype music to work like do basketball workouts. Like right, I just need right, good music. Yeah. yeah. This was not it, I can tell you that. Yeah, man. Honestly, this shit so, made me appreciate Conway's album more. Me too, actually. Yeah, it did. Me too. <clears throat> yeah, because the the thing is, I um I listened to this the day it came out, and <laughs> that was when I was like, okay, I I must not be doing the right thing, like while while I'm listening to this, because this isn't sounding right. Something doesn't sound right with this. Right. So I gave it a break. I can't, and I just today I listened to it again, all the way through. And I was like, no, it sounds the same. It just is really bad. Yeah, and that's it. The crazy thing is, I haven't even heard any of the, a lot of these people since Slime Language One. Yeah, little Duke. Like Where's he been at? Carlay, little Duke, uh, someone else that's on Slime Language One that I hadn't heard since then. Really strict. I really didn't hear. Hi, Dora. Dolly Williams. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was bad. Really bad. I I hate when they have good album art for garbage albums. I think I've said that on here before, but I'll say it again. That's whack. Uh, On a positive note, uh, Queen Naja put out a deluxe of her... Uh, album from late last year. You remember Misunderstood? Yeah, of course. Yeah, good album. I've been going back to like to, to parts of it a lot. Uh, this was a good. These are good uh, additions, man. They fit the vibe of the album really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gave me kind of new tracks to check out from her because she's not really that active musically. So uh, I, I enjoyed these a lot. Okay. Cool. Cool. I got to get to that. I haven't. I can't. I don't have anything else oh, from uh, anybody else. Uh, Ian Dior dropped a couple tracks, which are actually pretty cool. Okay. Uh, Trippy Red feature. Him and Trippy Red are. You could tell that's a good matchup, or that's a good yeah. combo. Yeah. Yeah. Just on paper, it really sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Kid Ink dropped the album. I listened to that. Wasn't too bad. But You're not gonna tell me about Kid Ink, bro? I haven't heard Kid Ink in fucking like six, seven years. <laughs> it's you, not that long. You do? I, didn't, I didn't know. I, Where is he had to like put it out as like a mixtape or something. It's not on Apple Music, no way. I think so. No Alive? Shot. It must not be like promoted. Cause I usually just no, look at not, the Really? He's that cheeks of an artist now that he don't even get to like be on the new releases list there's no feature no like big features on there just as normal like his friends brick baby and um rory fresco this guy okay all right i'm definitely checking this out i don't even care if it sucks it doesn't suck it's catchy nice but it's that's his <laughs> that game. doesn't mean it's good that's yeah. his game i like it yeah, it's definitely catchy though. That's yeah, you get that from him no matter what. Let me ask you a a, a question that's 
kind of strange to me is uh, why the hell are people excited about Culture 3? <laughs> what the hell is that? What do you mean? Why are they excited? Everybody's like, all I see is this shit on social media about the, the snippets sound good and and Quavo's throwing shots at Saweetie and all this. Like, like yo, I didn't, for, I didn't forget Culture 2 and how fucking trash it was. Yeah. Culture 2 is weak. Super Very weak. weak. I, I'm at the point with them is I'm not sure if they can make like a really good song alone anymore. But you know what they did is they listened to what we obviously they didn't listen, but they took our advice where they took a break. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't heard them in a while, right? So one credit I will give them is I think people have been hungry to hear them again because you know they they haven't cooled off really, right? Uh, and and I honestly I do think in that way they could kind of surprise us. Mm-hmm. But the length. Please God, no more than fifteen. Uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna at be least like twenty. Fucking five. Yeah. All right, I can just picture the track list. Having to scroll down, I hate. I hate having to scroll down on a full screen page of music. Yeah. <laughs> that to me, if I have to do that, the album is too long. Yep. Yeah. But I, I'll definitely check it out. Obviously, we'll have like a in depth review about it. But is the release date out? I don't think like so. It, Not that I've oh, okay. seen, but uh, again, I just I hope it's not too long, and I hope uh, I, I just hope they don't go crazy with the features. I don't I don't really need them. I want to hear them. I want them to impress me. Yeah, because Offset impressed me on his album. Takeoff has sporadically impressed me. Yeah, uh, Quavo used to impress me. So, we well, you know they have to have a, a Drake feature on there. Got to be one. I, I need better than what I got last time. I could say that. Then walk it, talk it. <laughs> At least, come on! Don't give me, don't give me like the feature was good, but you give me the most annoying hook of that year. Yeah, like with the Drake track, you have twenty two other songs to do that too. I hate that. I don't like cool Drake as a featured artist. When Drake is just being cool, yeah, I don't like it. I feel you. None of like his featured songs when he's cool sound good to me. I like when he's either spitting game or he's being a killer, or is like you know, you guys can't touch me and my crew kind of thing. Right. I like that, but the walk it talk it thing was kind of weak. Um, I actually liked White Sand on there that they didn't promote at all. They didn't promote the Notice Me record with Post Malone. No, that was that was hot. It was Notice but Me it, was a, a a good on replay for a while for me. Yeah, me too. And they didn't push it. They kept pushing Walk It Talk It, Stir Fry, and Motorsport. So they really yeah, push stir fry I liked stir fry when I first heard it they made me hate that shit yeah me too radio will do that yeah. and that um commercial with the with the dog the um uh emoji dog yeah. the apple thing yeah yeah 
That I mean, they played that to death because of that song. Yeah. So. All right. Um, we got anything else really? Anything else major? No, not that I could think of. Uh, draft is this Thursday. Is it? I don't know. Is was... it this Thursday or next Thursday? I'm not sure, but either way, we'll react to it whenever it happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, you know, how teams will address issues they got. And we can really start to, like, talk about what's the upcoming football season, I think, at that point. Yeah. Uh, so, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's next Thursday, the 29th. <laughs> oh, um, I think Mortal Kombat either came out or is about to come out. Yeah. I'll watch it comes that. Out, it comes out this 23rd? week, I think. So, yeah, probably late this week. I'll check that out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Not definitely, but I'll check it out. <laughs> no, nah, I'm definitely going to check it out. The, the action looks good no matter what. And that's Obviously, the story and the acting may be an issue, but the action looks dope. CGI looks fire. I agree. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, um, we got interviews coming up soon. Uh, stay tuned for those. Uh, subscribe. Notifications. Yep. Follow us on Instagram. Yep. See you guys in uh, episode one forty one. Yep. See you guys then. Thanks for listening. Later. <laughs>